Welcome to Adra Insider, the podcast where we share insights into Adra's work and the people behind the work that we do. I'm your host, Heather Gerbic. Welcome to our program today. Today is International Women's Day, and in honor of that, I have invited my colleague Maddie Yeshaw, who is the Gender Equality Advisor at Adra Canada. Welcome, Maddie. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you, Heather, for, for the warm welcome and introduction. Um, it's really a privilege to be your guest, especially at this time of the year mm-hmm. where we celebrate the International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So, Maddie, you're here to unpack for us today the issues regarding gender equality, specifically in humanitarian work and in development work. And the little bit that I've had a chance to get to know you, I can see that this is something that you feel personally passionate about. So I can't wait to hear more from you about this uh, field of work. But before we jump into it, I'd like to just ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and the experience that you've had. Thank you, Heather. Um, I'll be more than happy to do that. So uh, my name is Mahadar Tasfuesha, or you can call me Mary, mm-hmm. as many people prefer to call me. I am a mother of three beautiful children. And then uh, I also came to Canada back in 2015. Uh, and uh, in terms of my professional journey, um, I have a, a sociology background. Mm-hmm. I actually earned a double master's, one in sociology and the other one in linguistics. Um, and uh, prior coming to Canada, I had an opportunity to work in the different research projects, different international projects that are uh, focusing on gender equality and poverty. And mm. then after that, uh, I worked for uh, WaterAid Ethiopia at the Equity and Inclusion uh, Coordinator. And then after I came to Canada again, I had an opportunity to work as a gender equality advisor at Plan International Canada and few consultancies here and there. Uh, and now as you, as you see me starting from July, August 2021, I'm working as a gender equality advisor for for Adra Canada. So that's me in a nutshell. Wow. So you bring a lot of education and experience to this work. And I know that we're very happy to have you on board at Adra Canada, bringing all of this expertise to the work that we do. So when we chat and we're talking about gender equality in Adra's work, I can see that there's this fire inside of you about this. So can you explain to me why you care so much about gender equality in humanitarian work? So Heather, yeah, as you said, gender equality is more of a personal experience for me. I would say I became very passionate to work on gender equality and in general on human rights since mm-hmm. I was in the university, but also the community that I grew up and raised, that's Bakum in Ethiopia, uh, really influences my choice of profession because I observed a lot of uh, women and girls deprived of uh, basic human rights and services. So because of that, uh, women were uh, unable to unleash their food potential and get out of uh, poverty. So these are some of the reasons that make me really passionate to work on women and children. Mm -hmm. So you say that um, in this field of work in humanitarian and development work, gender issues circle around human rights. They circle around breaking the cycle of poverty and achieving individual potential. That's true. So I can see why all of that would play into the work that ADRA does because ADRA Adra's work is about serving humanity so all may live as God intended, using their talents, 
reaching their potential and bringing about good in this world and having the avenues to do that. So it makes sense why this is an important part of Adra's work. I'm wondering if you can explain a little bit further why you think it's important to include gender and in particular gender equality in the programming that we do at Adra Canada. I believe that gender equality is uh, should be an integral part of both emergency or humanitarian in development programs because uh, as you may know uh, emergency or uh, humanitarian crisis uh, exacerbate already existing gender inequalities mm-hmm. and it also pose uh, greater access barriers to men, girls, men and boys. Um, but um, there's a large body of evidence indicating that it's the women and the girls that are highly impacted by, by crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, humanitarian situation also uh, increased the risk of gender-based violence and sexual exploitation and abuse to women and girls because of the, the structural uh, inequalities, uh, the power imbalance, as well as g- their gender role uh, in the community. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to incorporate gender in, in our humanitarian programming. As well as we cannot talk about sustainable development while ignoring 50% of the human force, which are the women, so right? Mm-hmm. So in order to have a sustainable and prosperous world, we need to incorporate both the views of men and women in all what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just to back up a little bit, in our humanitarian response, you know, people immediately think of they need food, they need water, they need shelter. And that is true. Those are the immediate, tangible, basic needs. But just as important, the most vulnerable people, which include the women and the girls and the children, need protection from exploitation. That's what I'm hearing that you're saying when it comes to our work in in the humanitarian sector. Yes, that's true. There is, again, a large body of evidence showing that actually uh, crisis uh, and humanitarian situations affects women and men a lot. Mm -hmm. There is also data saying that um, 80% of the displaced uh, people in the world are women and girls. Mm. So... uh, Disaster affects men, women, boys, and girls differently, mm-hmm. and it's really important to conduct a gender analysis at the onset of the emergency so that we'll be able to see like their risks, capacities, and needs mm-hmm. so that we, we can address those gender gaps in our programming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a current example of a humanitarian crisis, I believe what's been uppermost in the media right now is the Ukraine crisis and the hundreds of thousands of refugees that are pouring over the borders. And we know that most of them are women and girls. And um, from what you're saying, these women and girls are at risk of sexual exploitation, human trafficking, and all kinds of other abuses simply because they are among the most vulnerable. I know that Ukraine is not the only humanitarian crisis happening. So, uh, yeah, Heather, you say this right. Gender-based violence has been used as uh, a weapon, mm. a weapon of war in, in many situations uh, of war and crisis. And it's the women and the girls who are disproportionately affected by that because mm-hmm. they are exposed to sex trafficking, child marriage, as well as sexual exploitation and abuse. Mm-hmm. That's why it's really important to have a robust gender analysis at the onset of humanitarian programming so that we'll be able to identify the risks that different parts of the community are facing, their needs as well as their capacities. Because I strongly believe that women can also be part of the solution mm. because they have a lot of uh, resilience, they mm-hmm. have a lot of experience managing risks at the communities. So it's really important to unleash their potentials mm-hmm. in, in responding and mitigating uh, emergency situations. Mm-hmm. 
So given all of that, how does ADRA mainstream gender equality into their programming? How does ADRA incorporate these issues, these concerns into what they do, both in an emergency response and in development? At ADRA Canada, we strongly believe that gender equality is a human rights issue. Mm-hmm. And so it's at the heart of our programming. So we, we, we always ensure to mainstream gender equality both in our development in emergency uh, programming. We have also our gender equality policy back in 2015 that clearly shows our commitment to gender equality as well as it gives us clear guidelines on how to go about gender in our uh, both development and uh, emergency programming. And as ADRA as an international development and relief agency, as well as as a Christian focused or based organization, we deliver uh, justice, compassion and love in all uh, what we do so that we can tackle any inequalities among the communities so that they can live uh, as God intended them mm. to live. For me personally, I'm so grateful that we incorporate gender equality into our programming because it it flows out of what we believe as a faith-based organization. We believe that we're created, each of us, male, female, boy, girl, young, old, in the image of God, and that Jesus' sacrifice was for all, and we are each of us of infinite value. Mm -hmm. And to make sure that all can um, experience that Mm -hmm. value that yeah. all can pursue their, their God-given potential is critical to the work that we do and absolutely must be a part of what we do. Mm. I sometimes heard people um, misquoting the Bible mm-hmm. to, uh, to enforce gender inequality in, mm-hmm. in, in communities, but uh, that's not true. Mm. Yeah, there's so many examples of God reaching out to women and to their children, yeah. especially women who had no other protector. Mm-hmm. No the other, widows, yeah. Yeah, mm. and... Um, showing that concern and that care just as much as he did for for men, whether Mm -hmm. it was in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, and even still today, you know, it doesn't matter where we fall in the history timeline of our Mm -hmm. world. These two facts remain. We're all created in God's image, male and female, young and old, boy and girl. We're all in his image, and he died for all of us. And so each of us is of infinite value. And it excites me beyond words that ADRA incorporates gender equality into all that we do so that everyone who is of value to God and is in his image, his image bearer, can realize the kind of life that he wants them to live, that they can achieve the potential that he He blessed them with. Each person, male and female, has been given talents and things that they can do to contribute to the betterment of their families, of their societies, of this world, and that we can be a part of helping that to happen. It's, it, it, it just thrills me, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't have all of the, the science behind it like you do and, and all of the programs speak, but I can see the value and the necessity, absolute necessity, of including this in the work that we do. As ADRA Canada, we also comply with the FAIR policy, that's the Feminist International Stand Policy of the Government Canada that clearly states that gender equality and women empowerment are critical components of any projects that uh, we are implementing. Uh, the policy further states that it's really important to include women empowerment and gender equality to have a sustainable development as well as um, a prosperous and stable world. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are also working uh, toward that.
At ADRA uh, Canada, we are uh, we are maintaining gender equality or incorporating gender equality in our emergency and development programs in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, first, we we make services uh, closer to where the women are. For example, mm -hmm. simply by providing uh, water and sanitation close to the the community, we save a lot of time for girls to go to school as well as for other women to engage in other empowerment uh, programs mm -hmm. or self development. By by providing sexuality and reproductive health services to the women, we can make, we can keep uh, our women safe, healthy, and dignified. Mm -hmm. We also work uh, to change the position of the women in the community uh, by conducting different empowerment activities so that uh, to build their self-confidence and agency, uh, to, to be able to express themselves, to, to solve their own problems, mm -hmm. and also uh, to gain some skills that will enable them to participate fully in the community. Mm -hmm. We also work uh, to tackle gender norms at the community level through working with the community because we believe that gender norms, existing gender norms, are the root cause of most of the inequalities mm. and power imbalances that we see at the community as well as at the household level. So we also uh, do a lot of work around that. Mm -hmm. In most of our projects, like both in the development in the emergency program, we also make sure that we address gender-based violence. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, gender-based violence is the very common incident uh, in, in most of our project areas. Mm. So we make sure that there is a reasonable measure put in that project or program to arrest gender-based violence. And also we work in partnership with, with other uh, agencies mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, victims of the violence can get referral uh, services. Mm -hmm. We also work with men and boys in the community because as you know, gender is not only a woman's issue. Mm -hmm. Gender is about the relationship between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. So we would like to make sure that we encourage men and boys participation in the project so that we can change their behaviors and perceptions mm -hmm. so that to embrace positive masculinity characteristics as well as, as allies to our fight against gender-based violence. Mm -hmm. So instead of labeling them perpetrators, mm -hmm. we rather uh, consider them su supporters and allies to our fight against gender-based violence. Mm. So yeah, we also work closely with, with men and boys mm -hmm. in the communities we are working. I think that's absolutely necessary because if you don't have the buy-in, then it's it's not going to continue once the project is over, right? Yes, that's and right. And it, it absolutely is at, at its core an issue of perception mm -hmm. and understanding and then the behavior follows from that so i'm so thrilled to hear that our gender equality work uh, addresses that instead of just saying i don't know you're bad stop it you know mm -hmm. or don't let him hit you yeah, <laughs> you exactly, know like it's, yeah. it goes after the root causes and mm -hmm. and the sources and trying to change hearts and open minds to understanding how that negatively impacts not only the women in their lives, but their families and their communities as a whole. Even though it seems that men and boys benefit from the gender equality, it's not the case in, in many of the instances, mm -hmm. because some of the societal expectations uh, pressure um, boys and men to be the sole breadwinners of the household, as well as putting them into risky behaviors. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to work with men to to help them embrace those positive masculine uh, behaviors mm -hmm. and characteristics so that they can build a healthy and a happier family. Mm -hmm. What you're saying makes me think of a previous project, a recent project that we did in Rwanda, where they were working with uh, gender equality at the household and the community level. And one story that a colleague brought back was from a young man named Alfred. And he and his wife, they were married. Um, and 
he told my colleague, I beat my wife, and, and I don't know why. It's just what I saw growing up. It was the example that was given to me, and, and you know, I'm frustrated about something with work or whatever, and I beat my wife. But through the project, he learned, he and she both learned about working together as a team and how they, when they're together, they're stronger and talking to each of them individually about gender roles, but then also how to have more balance in the household and how that benefits the family as a whole. And by the end of the project, he was boasting, I love my wife. (laughs) And we have rediscovered our love for each other. And now I consult her with everything and we work together and we make dreams together for our family. To me, that's just a beautiful example of of what you're talking about, of how gender equality is an issue of the relationship between men and women, and that it takes um, both sides have disadvantages from the gender norms and expectations, and both sides benefit from this kind of work, and it just makes for happier healthier, more prosperous, and sustainable families and communities. That's right, Heather. As you know, gender is a social construct Mm -hmm. and responsibilities of men and women. It's a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. It's something that we learn from the society. It's something that we learn at home. It's something that we learn through the media. It's something that we learn through our education system. Mm -hmm. So which means it can be also a learned, right? Mm -hmm. So through education, through continuous sensitization, we are able to change. We are able to bring uh, gender norms. We see now a lot of uh, women going into the into non-traditional gender roles, right? Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's possible, even though gender equality is not as straightforward. It's a little bit complicated, but if we put the right time and right effort, it's not impossible uh, to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well as all the benefits that flow from that. Exactly. It, it, it's not only benefiting women. It mm-hmm. benefits their children. It benefits the household. It benefits the community as well as the whole nation. For example, in nations where there is a greater gender equality or there is less gender disparity, we see a lot of progress mm-hmm. among the communities in the nation as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I would like to highlight that gender equality benefits all. Uh, at Adra Canada, we are not doing all this by ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We believe that gender equality is going to be sustainable mm-hmm. if you work together with other actors as well. Mm-hmm. So we make sure that we partner with the community. Mm-hmm. So we work directly with, with women and men. We, we encourage them to participate in our projects, starting from the design to implementation, monitoring and evaluation, mm. so that they, they, they will own the project mm-hmm. and they, they will feel that they are active agents of the, the whole process. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We also work with different um, agencies in the project area. Uh, the, we work with local government. We work with other uh, local NGOs in that project area. Uh, we to sustain uh, the outcome of uh, projects. We also work with traditional or religious leaders mm-hmm. so that they will uh, push those gender values that we want to transfer to the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also work through building the capacity of our partners so that we make sure there's a reasonable capacity to implement gender in the programs and projects. Mm-hmm. Maddie, I'm wondering if you can give me some, just a couple of concrete examples of how gender equality is beneficial to everyone in a family, to everyone in a community. I think uh, most obvious would be for the women, you know, they're no longer suffering from sexual and gender-based violence, domestic abuse, uh, exploitation of all kinds. They have open doors and avenues to pursue and achieve their potential. That would be the ideal, right? Um, But what about for girls? 
And I'm wondering uh, about for men and for boys as well, how do they benefit from uh, gender equality being built into our programming? In most of our projects, I see a very practical and tangible change mm-hmm. in the lives of both men, women, boys and girls, and mm-hmm. specifically women and girls. For example, I can mention our project that we are implementing in Sudan. Mm-hmm. It's called Iwasap2. And in that project, we bring water and sanitation facilities closer to the women. So now more girls can go to school, mm-hmm. so women have more time to engage in other productive activities. They have some leisure time for, for themselves. So it's really... Um, a very good impact that we see on women and uh, girls in that community. Again, uh, just to mention another another project that we are implementing currently, it's called the Together Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Together Project, uh, we, we, we are uh, providing sexual and reproductive health services to women and girls in that community. So through that project, uh, we'll be able to um, keep our, our men safe, healthy, and dignified. So we can, we can see a lot of uh, benefits of our projects to in improving the lives and the condition of women in, in our projects. Some of our projects are also contributing towards the social and economic empowerment of women and girls. So we see more and more women getting economic opportunities, livelihood opportunities, you know, so that now they have uh, better access and control of financial resources, as well as better bargaining power and joint decision-making at the household level. Mm. So it's it's something that really fascinates me whenever I think about those, uh, th- those projects. Mm-hmm. We also see a lot of women now being part of the different advisory committees of our projects. Mm. And sometimes we found that at the leadership position of those committees, which is really fascinating. This is something that we'd like to see, right? Gender equality is not only about a number. It has to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. It has to be, you know, a real participation, real participation in the decision-making, real participation uh, in the leadership position. Mm-hmm. So the women are getting there, and it's really fascinating to see to see that happening in our projects. Mm-hmm. And in some of our projects, like we are implementing in India, we see the local women uh, doing grassroots level advocacy, you know, speaking up for themselves going to the local leaders to you know to bring about their questions we sensitize uh, women uh, women in the project area about assertive communication we also sensitize them about gender-based violence like what are the root cause of gender-based violence what is the consequence of gender-based violence what services are available for them to get services for for the victims of the violence so all the all those stuff helps to empower men more and more to, mm-hmm. to stand up for themselves and to make decisions that really matters in their life and to understand what the options are that are available to them and yes. what kind of support is out there that yes. they're not on their own facing yeah. this that's really yeah. important yeah we also see um, more and more men uh, involved uh, in the non-traditional gender roles at home. Mm. We see we see men supporting their wives in the kitchen. We saw men supporting in child raising, mm-hmm. especially in our Embrace project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of testimonies of that. So in this way, men are trying their best to contribute what's going on in the household so that to create a healthier and happier family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, it's also really encouraging to see some gender norms being changed uh, at, at some communities. Last time I was um, I was very excited to see an early foster child marriage cancelled mm-hmm. due to our intervention, mm-hmm. the different uh, sensitization workshop that, that we did among uh, the community. And also we see more and more fathers convinced to send their girls to school. Mm-hmm. So this all other result of uh, our programming. That's so it, um, wonderful. Yeah, that's what makes me proud to work for Adra Canada mm-hmm. because I see a lot of changes going on mm-hmm. like in the communities we are serving. 
truly life-changing. It's life-changing. To save a girl from being forced into early child marriage and, and instead sent to school. Like, that, that's a complete break with yes. where her life could have gone. Yes, And now right. we get to see where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So as I mentioned at the beginning of our time together, that today is International Women's Day. And as I understand it, every year the day has a different theme. So I'm wondering if you can tell us what this year's theme is. March it is uh, the time of the year that we celebrate and commemorate women's and girls' political, social, and economic achievements. Mm-hmm. It's the day that we also celebrate the progress that has been done so far mm-hmm. to, to narrow the gender gap, as well as to uh, redirect political priorities of uh, leaders. Mm-hmm. So this year's International Women's Day is uh, observed under the theme Gender Equality Today for Sustainable uh, Tomorrow mm-hmm. and Call for Action for Climate Action for Women by Women. So this year we're going to celebrate uh, March 8th by recognizing the impact of climate change specifically on the lives of women and girls mm-hmm. as well as uh, to uh, to celebrate their contribution or to acknowledge their contribution in adapting climate change. So um, this year at ADRA Canada, uh, we are going to celebrate uh, International Women's Day by recognizing the impact of climate change on the lives of women and uh, girls, Mm -hmm. as well as recognizing the capacity of women and girls in reducing the impact of climate change. Mm -hmm. Personally, for me, International Women's Day is a reminder for me to work harder Mm -hmm. for the realization of gender equality in all what we do. Well, thank you, Maddie, so much for coming and sharing with us your expertise and your experience and just the passion that you have for this. I'm so glad that you're on board, like I said, at ADRA Canada and bringing this to the table with all of our programming. It's my pleasure, Heather. Yeah. And all the best. Thank you. So if you would like to learn more about how ADRA is incorporating gender equality into our programming, I invite you to visit our website at adra.ca forward slash women. Thank you so much for spending this time with us on the ADRA Insider podcast and video, and we hope to connect with you again soon. Mm